Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and thank you for joining Luke 21 today. We are continuing our study in 2 Peter, looking at biblical prophecy in this action-packed epistle. I've never really dealt in depth either into 1st or 2nd Peter, and let me tell you, there is some absolute gems in these scriptures, so let's go. To get the big picture of the epistle so that what we're studying in detail may be put in proper context, the problem in 2nd Peter and the reason Peter is writing this epistle is that false prophets and teachers are leading Christians into error and sexual immorality, and he is writing to give the early believers the tools they need to survive and thrive in the midst of this pagan culture. Now, there are twin remedies that Peter has presented to us so far. One was knowledge, and the second was participation in the divine nature. Now, if you weren't with us in previous episodes, previous few episodes in Second Peter, I, I suggest if you uh, can at all get to a podcast and back up and listen to those. But these two foundations for godly living in the midst of apostasy, and I hope you can quickly see the relevance between the first century and the 21st century, we we also today need the foundations for living in the midst of apostasy, knowledge and participation. And basically these are summarized for us, including the context of godly living in the midst of this, in just two verses as Second Peter opens up. Second Peter chapter 1, verses uh, 3 and 4. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises that through these you may escape from the corruption that is in the world because of passion and become partakers of the divine nature. I hope you heard the inflection in my voice, those two foundations for godly living in the midst of apostasy, knowledge and participation. Now, in this episode, we need to add a third ingredient to this, and that is transfiguration. We're just going to turn the page, still in chapter one, we're going to run into the transfiguration. And my guess is that we're all going to have our eyes opened as we look in depth as what Peter is writing to us about the transfiguration. But in a certain sense, the transfiguration is not a third ingredient added to knowledge and participation. It really is, so to speak, a title or in one instance, it reveals what knowledge and participation mean. So they all go together, knowledge, participation, and transfiguration. Now, 
Before we launch into the importance of the transfiguration, we plan to do that in Luke 21, God willing, we need to pause for a moment and reflect on something we could be missing. You think, well, what, what could I be missing? You know, uh, I know what knowledge is, participation in divine nature. It's a little strange, but yeah, I think I got a, a slight handle on that. And a transfiguration, I know about that. This is my experience, and I, I just simply share it. Uh, when I started out as a Catholic, uh, I felt that I needed to prove uh, everybody else wrong in order that Catholicism would be true. Now, I still believe that, but personally, I think I may have overdone it in the sense that, you know, others have some perspectives that are worth listening to. I personally feel evangelicals, uh, I told you my favorite scripture scholar for the book of Revelation is an evangelical scholar, but when it comes to knowledge, participation in the divine nature, and the transfiguration, I'll tell you, our Orthodox brothers and sisters are several laps ahead of us. Their whole approach to knowledge is different from what you and I commonly think of as knowledge. We think of maybe sitting in a classroom, passing on information, if it's about the faith, religious information, and yet Peter was a Jew. He's living in the Near East, and his worldview and way of conceiving something like knowledge is different from 99% of us living in the West. I personally have profited by reading some Orthodox thoughts, actually several of them, on these uh, three foundations for living in the midst of an apostasy, transfiguration, participation in the divine nature, and knowledge. Now, it's not that these things aren't there in Catholicism, but as St. John Paul II said, the church to really thrive in today's world needs to breathe with both lungs, east and west, east being the Orthodox, west being the Roman Catholic, and it's right here in our faith, but the problem is I think we don't really appreciate the depth and importance that these things hold. For instance, have you ever heard a broadcast on the prologue of the Catechism of the Catholic Church? In other words, the first sentence of the entire Catechism of the Catholic Church. Have you ever heard a broadcast or a homily? or a caller question to a radio show. Now, it's obviously there, but have you pondered it? Because the Catechism of the Catholic Church begins with this sentence, and it wasn't a flip of a coin, what shall we, what shall we launch the Catechism with? It's with these words. Father, this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. That's from John 17. And, you know, it's, it's kind of striking because, you know, evangelicals have a way, you know, do you know Christ? And it's usually a certain set of uh, ideas and Catholics. But, you know, this is a Catholic faith. 
It's summarized in the Catechism, and this launches the whole explanation of the Catholic faith, is that knowing God is eternal life. Now, it has to be something other than having facts about God, because James says in his epistle, you believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe. So, you know, when we talk about knowledge, about religious things, we need to have a little bit more than demon knowledge, okay? And it's the type of knowledge that brings eternal life is what Peter is talking about as the guard against false teachers, false prophecy, and living in the days of an apostasy. Now, we need to go to the transfiguration. We're just going to get our toes wet in the transfiguration. But believe me, if you get your toes wet, it will change your life. This is so important, so important. Um, We go to Matthew 17. This is where the transfiguration is recorded in Matthew. It's also in Mark, and it's also in Luke. And somebody says, well, the transfiguration isn't in the Gospel of John. Well, The whole Gospel of John is a revelation of the glory of God. It's from chapter 1 to the end. It's about God's glory being revealed in the person, the God-man, Jesus Christ. But anyhow, back to Matthew 17. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, his brother. Anybody who was up on the Mount of Transfiguration has a different form of knowledge than demon knowledge, believe me. They're transformed by this experience. He took them on a high mountain apart, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his garments became white as light. Now, stay with me for a second. We're going to do a real quickie, and it's not going to be hard, Greek word study on that word transfigured. It's metamorpho Does that sound like anything that you've ever heard, like the word metamorphosis? It's being changed from one degree to another, Uh, and it's a supernatural transformation. This was happening right in front of them, and the divine glory, all that brilliant divine light was being revealed, and that has a transforming effect upon those who experience this. And that's why St. Peter, to me, this is a deep well he's writing about. And the amazing thing is that, you know, you're, you've been with me here. We've been studying biblical prophecy. And quite properly as a Christian, there's nothing wrong to want to know what the Bible says about the future. But let me, in, let, me let you in on a huge secret. You also want to know about the present because that dynamic that I told you about, the already and not yet, sometimes, okay, we want to know about the not yet and what's going to lead up to that and such, but what from the future are we experiencing today? And I'm going to share with you a verse, a single verse that is so important, I can't even put a label on how important it is, but I'll tell you where it is. It's in St. Paul's second epistle to the Corinthians, chapter 3 and verse 18. And it says, And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, we all, not Peter, James, and John, 
we all, we all Christians with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being changed into his likeness from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord who is spirit. Now, that verb, present passive indicative, means something happening now, are being changed is metamorpho. It's the exact, precise, same verb describing Jesus's transformation. And St. Peter and St. Paul are saying, this is what is happening to believers now. And you want to know about the future. That's great. But you also want to know about how the future has invaded the present time. And are you concerned about our culture? Are you concerned about our woke educational system? Are you concerned about what social media is doing to the younger generation? Well, if so, what they need are the foundations our first pope mentioned, and that is knowledge, the kind of knowledge that is talked about in the prologue of the Catechism of the Catholic Church participation in the divine nature, like Catechism sections 1,996 and 97, and then third, having that transforming effect, encountering the reality of God so that we are transformed in the likeness of Christ rather than being conformed to our culture. These three foundations that we need and especially our children need growing up in the world in which we live in. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 292 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at Luke. 21.com.